Miles, we have a disclaimer up top. Okay. An important disclaimer. Yes. Uh, that I want to share with the Zeit gang. Uh, because we talk about a story during the course of this episode about Kawhi Leonard, uh, and about halfway through, we learn that that story is fake. Yes. Uh, we do learn, we do correct the record uh, live, but it would drive me crazy if I was listening to a podcast and hearing them report on a thing that you I knew to be fake, fake yep. and I wouldn't be able to think about anything else. So you should know that we know the Kawhi story <laughs> is fake. Yeah, uh, we knew that, so like, don't, you know, it's like, we're, yeah. we're chill. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not no, dumb. we're actually reporting. We're actually recording this disclaimer before we even recorded the episode. Because we knew we're that, just, and we're just yeah. like, you know, trying we're to get smart. ahead of it. Yeah, we're just like, we thought it would be cool if uh, you thought we thought that it was like that, but obviously we didn't because we're smart. Boom. Okay, on to the episode. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season eighty-six, episode two of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries fuck and fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, June eleventh, two thousand nineteen. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Miles Gray and Jack O'Brien. Miles Gray and Jack O'Brien. Miles O'Gray and Jack O'Brien. Second rate pod host. Zeitgeist Power. They're the most underrated podcast team. We're really hip. Jack pivots hard <laughs> while Miles smokes his green. Do you want to hit? Nick Stump likes to drop bombs. And a host and yay shakes their head and face palms. <laughs> Miles Gray and Jack O'Brien. Miles O'Gray and Jack O'Brien. Miles O'Gray and Jack O'Brien. Second rate pod host. Psychic Power! Woo! That is courtesy of, of Not you. by the Hairs oh. of My Chin Chin. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray! I'm not proud to be an American Cause we're never really free And I won't forget the men in white Who took that ride from me And I'll proudly kneel down next to you And defend black life today Cause there ain't no doubt I'm scared as hell God save the USA Yeah! That was uh, just more of a, a take on God Bless. Uh, I'm proud yeah. to be an American. Uh, not quite an AKA for me, but I like the lyrics. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is from Allison Rosen at Allison Rosen 5. An yes. Uh, none of these, let's be honest, none of these would work really well as AKs, as Nick No, you wouldn't say an it. entire uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, what work? else do I go? Well, I go by Miles, uh, Mr. Gray. I go by I'm Not Proud to Be an American. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song. It's a uh-huh. parody song. How you been, Miles? So this is the first I'm seeing you in uh, oh, man. days. Well, yeah. And uh, yesterday, you know, we were, we were flying on off cold brew. I know. And just man. so you know, I don't know if the listeners can hear this, but uh oh, cracking it's another back. Kirkland Panther Colombian cold brew. Is that we'll what? Is go. that what it was? Mm-hmm. That's what you guys were. That's what high had. On? That's what had uh, Matt Rogers seeing the fucking Matrix. 
Jeff. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Eric Lampere. Hi, gentlemen. Hello, Hello sir. Great to be back. It's great yeah, to be back, fourth, man. Fifth time yeah, yeah. Your we don't even keep track anymore. You know? No, it's just you're normal now. You're a mainstay yeah. and ever guys. present. Can I just say, I really like that at the end of your song, mm-hmm. Proud Rumor, there was a bomb sound effect. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. I was like, that really Apt. adds the American touch. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. That's called foreign policy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is how you do it. <laughs> Diplomacy, baby. We're here to help you give us your oil. Uh, Eric, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Jamba Juice uh, has gone with an AKA. Uh, it is their 30th anniversary, and they just want to go by Jamba now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Justin Bieber versus Tom Cruise for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like why? Uh, White people being bad at pretending to be black people on the internet. Uh, go home, Beto, just being a general vibe, uh, general wave that's out there. Yeah. GOP snowflakery. Uh, we're going to talk about Trump's rousing rendition of no deal or no deal yeah. uh, with the Mexico <laughs> uh, border tariff thing. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Kawhi Leonard is an alien and uh, the Apple-based conversation that that, not not Apple, the company, Apple, the food. Uh, and then we're going to do a quick video game roundup because we don't do that enough. And Ooh, as yeah. everybody knows, I'm know an E3 expert happening. on the subject and people are just dying to hear my takes. Uh, but first, Eric, let's get some of your takes. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, the, uh, the, the M drive. Uh, scientists have discovered that they can sort of uh, create, uh, convert electricity into microwaves and channel this electromagnetic radiation through a conical chamber. Uh, it was like basically they're, they're working on this thing to see how far they can get in space, right? Like, can humans travel to like another galaxy? Uh-huh. And we need a different oh, type of engine. Yeah, yeah, right. And so they 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 had this mythical idea of a of something called an M drive, and they recently discovered that they can do it. Um, oh, cool! Now they haven't actually tested it out in space, but they 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 tested it in a sort of lab, and there was a, a slight movement, and they're sort of they're looking into it. Wow! And that was my that was my latest search. Now I have been converting electricity into microwaves in my kitchen for a long time. Well, you're a scientist, oh, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you Is work the- for NASA? I do, uh, actually. I have a, a highly secretive device called a microwave. Uh, what were you going to say, Miles? I'm sure it was better <laughs> No, than no I was just curious. It, was the M drive something conceived in science fiction first, or it was just a thing that was theoretically people were thinking of? Oh, interesting. I, I don't know, but like the beauty of science fiction is that they do sort of come up with these ideas, and then scientists are like, huh, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, But it was, uh, it was an idea that most scientists were like, no. <laughs> which nah, is which is such stupid. a stupid right. thing for a scientist to say right, because exactly. like until you've got evidence like yeah. right. it's all possible. The history you know? of science is so full of scientists just being like preposterous about yeah. ideas that it's like I don't know. Don't you guys know by now that like shit is going to get very weird in the future? Uh, just like forty steps from now. Oh please, in the future, it's right. weird now. In the weird yeah. in the year oh. two thousand, uh, things are going to get real <laughs> weird, man. Uh, yeah, they were talking about on last podcast on the left, they were talking about a movement among sci-fi writers to try to write more utopian science fiction because uh, there's a belief in the sci-fi community that uh, basically God. science fiction has been manifesting itself. Like if you look at a lot of the sci-fi, oh, right. like Watchmen has a 
president or a leader that looks a lot like Trump. Sure. And so the idea is that rather than writing dystopian stuff, you write uh, utopian uh, sci-fi, and we will somehow manifest into that. Uh, because we've Which also manifested a bunch of the technology from sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. And so. actually, that, that, I think that makes sense. Did you watch the latest Black Mirror season? I have not. Um, so episode one, I'm not going to reveal too much, but okay. it's actually one of the beautiful episodes. Oh. Uh, oh, it's, which, a, it's an, one of the nicey nice ones? Yeah, okay. and it, it gives an idea of like, hey, it's not all scary in the future. Like, right. As long as we guide it towards a beautiful way of looking at it. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I quite like that. Nice. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated? Uh, well, actually, the, the study of mythology. Okay. Uh, my dad, I, I read a book called Mythos by Stephen Fry okay. uh, earlier this year. And I also read uh, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman earlier this year. Wow. And my dad saw me with those books. And he was like, what, you, what are you fucking reading these for? Right. right. I was like, oh, I just want to know like about the past. He was like, it's history, isn't it? Like, forget about it. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dad, like, no. And I like his attitude in that. Like, yeah, okay, it's in the past. You can sort of move forward. But right. I think the only way to really move forward is by knowing our past. Yeah, yeah. And right. And mythology, it's about all these, you know, multiple gods, which I don't believe in. But at the same time, you then read about it and it's like, okay, the first god was chaos, which is the universe. I was right. like, okay, great. And then you look at other gods and it's like, whoa, the etymology of these gods and how, like, they're still in our language. Mm. You know, and then you, I was kind of overwhelmed after I read it because I was like, whoa, they're still around. Right. Yeah. You know, and then it was kind of, it adds poetry to life, which yeah. I really like. Like, wind is a god. And so now when I feel wind, I'm like, hmm, I'm being mm. kissed by God. What about <laughs> fire? Fire's in there. You know, there's heart? heart. Water. Well, here's, here's, a beautiful, here's a beautiful story of heart. Because we're talking about Captain Planet now. Oh, right. I like that. Remember, because they all each had earth, wind, water, fire. I, I, I did, like, everyone Planet. had the heart? African guy's voice. Yeah, <laughs> Heart was more for like, yo, let's make this bear chill the fuck out. Right. Oh, okay. Got well, it. The, the, is heart love? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which I think you need, right? You need love to... All you need so is love. To take care of the planet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've been looking at trees lately. Mm. Can I just say that my dick is hard for trees right now? Wow. Can wow. I say Dendrophile? That? Can you? Oh, my God. <laughs> is honestly... that what it's called? <laughs> Something. I just wow. remember someone in the show was... Uh... I won't obviously, you know, procreate with a tree. I don't think that's possible. But, yeah, Dendrophile. But yeah. lately, mm, I've been looking at trees like, shit, I breathe out what you need, and you breathe out what right. I need. Let's just hang out. Let's just kiss. Mm. Wow. It's been nice. It's been a weird adventure. How many uh, Home Depots have you been kicked out of? <laughs> in the gardening areas? They're like, that guy's back in the nursery. He's back. He's licking the palms. Just stroking. Yeah. I would not go to the nursery. The your hand. Well, okay. okay. Well, right. we met. Yeah. We, yes. Robin Cradle. Please. Yes. 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 Okay. Only fully over 100-year-old plus trees. They have you had to, be. to fuck a tree, though, what, what tree would it be? General Sherman. Okay. Wow, wow, you knew. Yeah, Off I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you are you an expert on just what you call people who want to fuck inanimate objects, or do you really want to fuck trees? And that's why you had that. You know what's funny? There's um this this performance artist named Paul McCart uh, Paul McCarthy. Oh, okay. oh, I was going to say, I don't know if you've heard of Paul McCartney. Anyway. <laughs> right. um, He's been in a little band. No, yeah. John and Lemon. He, John Lemon. <laughs> he does um, a lot of like really freaky art. And I remember one of the, like when my dad was in grad school, like for art, you know, he didn't, there was no babysitters or whatever. Like, you know, right. my, both my parents were working. So he would drag me to a lot of art shows. And there's this one piece that, or this show that Paul McCarthy did where one of the, there was like an animatronic of a lumberjack just fucking humping a tree. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I remember seeing it as a kid and I was like, what 
the fuck is that was like one of my first times going right. like remembering going to an art show that's and being cool like, huh yeah, yeah. but that's imprinted on you that's imprinted you want to fuck trees. from the helter skelter show right so now yeah now i just think about i have a little you know i have like a catalog of trees i look at and mm-hmm. just admire them but you know i, I don't think i'm going to take my relationship to the physical level okay. no that's, that's fair i enjoy yeah. the breathing i have to say i uh, gentlemen i once received a blowjob inside a tree Inside, inside a it tree. was a hollow tree, and we were like, let's like take Pan's this labyrinth style. Like, yeah, that- it was a goat. <laughs> it was actually a goat. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a goat. Man. Someone with hand eyes. <laughs> um, hey, you haven't said which, mouth? you haven't said which tree you'd, right. you'd do, Jack. Oh, oh yeah, uh, huh. hmm. interesting. Mine's eucalyptus, just because I think the height. I, I, I saw okay. the Oh yeah, you you are kind of eucalyptusy. Um, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. Like a probably, uh, probably the the uh, big redwoods up in yeah, up north. General Sherman. It's a good choice. Oh, General Sherman. It's one of the yeah, most yeah. famous ones. You know. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can drive through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I need exactly, to see exactly, bro. You already know. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trees know what time it is. Yeah. No, mine is actually bonsai tree. Oh, right. uh, oh, damn. Yeah. Just so I would feel, delicate art. Feel big. Yeah. I feel like a man. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of General Sherman. Oh, uh, look at what happened to our show. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, videos of puppies and kittens online. Uh-huh. Is that overrated? Yeah. Okay. So I, I I understand that we need okay, them. Mr. Tree Man, what, <laughs> tell me why. <laughs> because I love them. There's nothing better than seeing a puppy or a kitten oh, okay. do something beautiful. But, but we're going hard floor and no fun. But really. I find that they are uh, sort of numbing us to the fact that there's loads of pain in the world. And it's like, well, oh, don't worry, just look at these puppies and kids. Eye bleach, eye bleach, right. yeah. as we call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's the one thing that I find beautiful in a way, but also frustrating, is that the internet is like the most retweets will be like a video of a cat doing something hilarious. Right. And then right. someone going, hey, uh, Flint doesn't get any water. Yeah, 50 retweets, mate. But right. uh, the dog licking a cat, 100 million retweets. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's just because people see feel so powerless over these those other things, right? So right. it's that, that just like builds on. No, itself. the power's like, within you, Captain Planet. He's a hero, gonna take pollution down, down to zero. zero. Used to do the remix in school. I would say take pollution up to one hundred. Wow. My teacher didn't like that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> your teacher was uh, familiar with the Captain Planet. Yeah, she was like, "We're the Planeteers. You could be one too, cause saving our planet is the thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way." Here's what Captain Planet has to say. Wow, with your powers combined, <laughs> yo, I was fucked up off Captain, Captain Planet. Captain Planet had bars, man. Oh yeah. Well, uh, that was the that was the Planeteers. All right, my bad. Yeah, uh, I am not familiar with that show. Did you just miss that generationally? I guess. I don't think I missed it generationally. I just think I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> You're to that like shit was whack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, but yeah, I also probably might be too old for it. Yet Jason Pargin writes as David Wong. Sometimes we'll combine the two, so he'll write a really depressing article and put in images of kittens and puppies to like sort of break it up. That's balance. also yeah. a way to go about it. That makes sense. A bit balance in yeah. everyone's yeah. lives. Yeah. Uh, and finally, what is a myth, Eric? What is something that people think is true? That you know to be false, or vice versa. Well, so we were just talking about before going on a podcast that I believe that people that experience mania are not actually mad, but they're actually tapping into something uh, bigger than ourselves, mm. uh, which I find interesting. So I experienced mania two months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow! And it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life, and it's changed how I view things. And I used to think that I knew everything, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm back to square one. You really I, thought you thought you knew everything? No, but like I, I was 
I am quite smart. Like I used to be ashamed of saying I'm quite smart. Now I'm like, <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, right. I was such a nerd at school. I read all about the science, maths. Right, I read right. all about the... I'm just a nerd. Like I, right, I love, right, right, right. and I got to a point, and Albert Einstein even says it: the more you study science, the more you start believing in God. And I wasn't into that because I was like, no, no God. And now I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Right. And and mania is what gave me that little flavor of like, what am I experiencing? And it was, and it's a nice balance between, uh, you know, I keep a journal now because I'm going, hey, you could be mentally ill. And the way I, like, the one thing I said is that some psychiatrists came to see my stand-up show in London, and they came up to me afterwards, and they were like, you need to do, to, to do this show to, like, a psychiatrist and patients, right? Oh, and wow. I was like, yo, I'd, I'd like to do that. And they were like, and they, they said, because psychiatrists, they know how the brain works, they know the details, but they've not experienced it. And to explain right. it to, like, a really simple way, which I, I sort of, I'm trying to work on, I guess, is um, someone that could create beer might know the ingredients exactly how to make beer but if they've never tasted it or if they've never been drunk on it right they don't know everything about beer sure, yeah. right right and that's how i feel about psychiatrists is that you might know exactly how to make beer you ain't drank any of it right so yeah. you don't know about beer shut up yeah <laughs> and, and so sometimes that's... it's good that uh the people making your beer aren't drunk right uh, <laughs> and that's, i think that's <laughs> exactly. true as well right so i feel like uh it would be nice if a scientist out there would explore mania as not a mental breakdown but as a possibility that it opened a gateway to something else yeah yeah no that's really interesting. But that's where i'm at and i, th yeah, I think it's damn. i i feel like uh just one thing you briefly touched on is that people at the mental health facility were actually helpful because you you rarely hear that in popular culture just any culture in general it's always the one flew over the cuckoo's nest nurse ratchet type shit don't get me wrong, like it, 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 I felt like that a little right, bit. Right. You know, like I had to learn how to trade cigarettes for things. Right. Which was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, there, there's this shot. There's a lot, a lot of time in, in movies you see this shot of these mental patients just wandering the halls. And you look at that and you're like, man, they're so mad. No, they haven't got anything to do. Right. I was doing that. I right. was just wandering like, the halls just going, all right, got to kill some time. Right. And and then, like, for example, I would start making myself laugh because I'm just on my own kind of thing. <laughs> right. And so then I was like, whoa, yeah. from an outside perspective. I'm that I'm, extra. I'm bad, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm that character. And, the but it wasn't that I was mad. I was just, I was just enjoying just myself. To, yeah, yeah. Fill my time. <laughs> yeah. Well, this definitely uh, warrants some follow-up. Uh, people should go see you live or uh, read whatever book you eventually write on the subject. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right, but we have important things to get to because Jamba yeah. Juice uh, turned sorry. 30. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Jamba Juice now. Jamba Juice has important things uh, to tell us. Uh, so they are celebrating their 30th anniversary as mm -hmm. an institution, and they're doing so by doing a thing that like all brands are now doing, it seems Just like. Just cut the other part. Just Jamba, baby. Yeah. No Jamba Juice anymore. That makes sense, because I'm guessing that they, they are exploring different avenues, not just juice. Right? Same thing when Dunkin' Donuts was like, call us Dunkin'. Right. Or KFC is like, we're not really Kentucky Fried, let's just go KFC. Right. Or IHOB, which we still have to do battle. Let's just not talk about in it. In the man. seventh circle of hell with IHOP over their <laughs> stupid-ass marketing. Um, but yeah, I think, well, yeah, exactly. For the exact reason that Jamba Juice wants to be like, look, <laughs> we do more than uh, juices, but we do more than sugar drinks, basically. Right. Yeah. We do uh, other weird things like pretzels that aren't that good. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, look, I'm, I support them, you know, in their journey. Yeah. 30 Self -discovery. years. Self-discovery. 
I didn't think it was that fucking old. Yeah. But I guess I don't I was only we around probably, like when it fully like yeah. crested the we wave it crested and all the franchises opened. We weren't aware like during the first five years when there were probably just like a couple shops here yeah. and there. But um yeah, I'm gonna now go by uh Ja. Wow. So I'm shortening it. You mean Ja? Ja, ja yeah. O'Brien. Just yeah. Ja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got one little dreadlock going. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just, I haven't <laughs> showered in months. Yeah, I haven't brushed my <laughs> yeah. hair. Oh, damn it, locked the up one, again. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend one dreadlock. Yeah, I mean, I, I I, hope, I again, I wish you luck. I hope, I don't know if this is going to help your business, uh, but, you know, they're really, like, they're all the stores have, like, facelifts, or they're in the process of changing everything, so I'm oh, just... All right. You know, I'll I will have I think I drink about one Jamba juice every three years. So yeah, yeah. I think that's you keep about a diary. Right. Yes. Or I just every like multiples of three. So in twenty twenty two I will have one. Okay. Because I had one this year. I didn't have one since twenty sixteen. Wow, that's amazing <laughs> yeah. that you can keep that going in your head. Oh yeah, that yeah. Cycle. Certain things, you know, that's how we does your body just stuff. naturally recognize it? Like, has a every two year craving for? Uh, nice try. Every three years. <laughs> three years, my bad. Uh, yes, and it, just somebody I wake up and I go, I need a Caribbean passion. Yeah. So there. Oh, it sounds who, like who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, who, exactly. I don't know what I don't, I don't know what the taste is like. No, but I want some mm, Caribbean passion. Yeah, everybody loves Caribbean. Passion, oh, yum. You know what I mean, I'm not a strawberry. So with guy. juices and bowls, uh, it's it sounds like they're going. They're trying to be sort of a lower price point cafe gratitude, less less. Uh, Without the affirmations. A, yeah, exactly. Are there cafe gratitudes outside of LA? I don't know. Are there? Who knows? It's a very LA thing where all the menu items are basically affirmations. Right. You're like, I'm going to have an I love myself. It's a vegan restaurant with, yes, each menu item is. And I think, like, didn't like the placemats or like in their coasters, like sacred geometry on it. So when you put your water glass on it, like, it's feeding back the sacred geometry to your water or some shit. I mean, I'd never heard that, but I just felt it as I drank the yeah, water dude. I from mean, Cafe Gratitude. Check out like Lateralis by Tool, dude. They use a whole fucking sacred geometry to fucking basically write that off. It's the next level. Is that Cafe Gratitude that you said? Yeah. yeah. That'll be inter- that's an interesting... I'd, I'd visit that place because, you know, those. it sounds silly, like calling a coffee, I love myself, mm-hmm. right? right? But g- generally, if you walk into there, you'll then pick up that, all right? It'll, right. go, it'll go yeah. in your head, so you'll subconsciously you'll be like, "I love myself." One hundred percent. Which yeah. is actually quite a smart, sort of psychological way to trick people m- into manipulate them into helping themselves. Right, trick and also people into being hippies. It's our liberal agenda that we've all been talking about for years. Like, yeah, because the guacamole is called connected. So in Alabama, oh, the fuck co- off. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, fuck you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. What would See, be an Alabama it, coffee shop like? What would that coffee be called? I don't know. Alabama's got in some Alabama. Cool parts. I don't know. I they like- they might be like not today. <laughs> but I think with Cafe Gratitude, you know, it's the same way. Like, imagine if you went to a restaurant where like the water's called "fuck you," right? Then you'd be like, "Yo, the vibe here isn't <laughs> fucked up." So it's true. Like, if you just switch it, if everything's positive, then I don't think you're gonna go in there and be like, "Ugh, I don't know." Unless people have unless like you're that, a real cynic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have like that culty look in your eye, and you're like, "Hi, welcome to Cafe Gratitude," yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. "Mm-hmm." I'll just have guacamole. They're like, um, you mean connected? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, Justin Bieber is back. 
in the news because, uh, and this is just going to be a real brief check-in, but he Just read the tweet out loud. Okay, so Justin Bieber, (laughs) quote, uh, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're uh, sick, Y-O-U-R, scared, and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight, question mark? Dana White, question mark? Um, and no one the, knows what this is. Yeah, no context. No context. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody. Conor McGregor stepped in and was like, "I'll, I'll, my company will put the fight on right. if Tom Cruise agrees." Did he? But like, what the fuck are they going to do? I, I don't even understand don't... why they would fight. Yeah. Is did something happen? Is it because what Tom Cruise is what fifty six? He'll be fifty seven in July. Justin Bieber. How old is Justin Bieber? What's he... Justin been up to? Since he's sort of not been up too much. He's 25? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like this might be... He's married? You know? Yeah. Is he? But yeah. people have been concerned about his mental health in the tabloids. Uh, That's fair enough. Which are always... Uh, you know, How old is he? He's 25. 25. Yeah. And so he's th- been basically deified since the age of 13, 14. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. So like, because the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that sort of deals with complex thinking and... And social skills and and just your own your thoughts right it takes about twenty five years to develop. So if he's twenty five now, it means that his brain has developed during that time. Mm. And yeah, he has been this sort of deity to the yeah. world. So like his brain must be like, like I was t- telling you about how like we've all got different brains. To, he's his, looking his at Tom world, Cruise right now. His world must be insane because mm-hmm. he's actually developed. As as a sort of superstar. Celebrity. Well, right, and he's only had people saying like, "Yes, Justin, whatever you need, Justin." Oh my God, that's so right. great, Justin. Like, yeah. and then I mean, who knows where that takes the you? The self edit function is not highly developed. No, on on him. But uh, I mean, first of all, I think Tom Cruise will beat the fucking shit out of Justin. <laughs> oh Bieber. yeah, experience. Just, yeah, and I mean, plus like, he's, he's his own stunt man. Tom Cruise is not scared of breaking a bone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. Know, I mean, I respect Justin for his music because I saw him do a. Uh, a bit of drumming when he was like six, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> crap, you're good!" All right, kid. Right, but um, but uh, but I've not seen him like getting a scrap. Right, while well, Tom yeah. Cruise, like he'll break bones from like falling out of a helicopter, right. and then like Zenu, the Lord Savior of exactly. Scientology, will be like, "You're healed." And exactly. He'll just jump back Who's up. Who's Justin Bieber coming in the ring with? Because Tom Cruise is bringing Zenu in there. He's got that Jesus calf tattoo, man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, you oh, know, Jesus versus Zeno. That's Jesus, what they have ooh. to dress up as those deities. Right. Then you have a real <laughs> Then we've got event, a fight. <laughs> and they've completely made a mockery of both of their belief systems. <laughs> and I'm like, great, fine. Zeno versus Jesus, as played by Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm really curious what is this also? The cynical part of me is like, okay, what are they promoting? Right. Because this clearly, you're just, now you've put two names together and now there's a ton of write ups about. Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber, what will happen? Mm. It or, could be as simple as like he's just like had a weird episode and he yeah. just he was like, who's the most powerful person in Hollywood? Which could, you could say Tom Cruise is one of them, right? Right? And he was like, I feel like this is a very old man reference for a twenty five year old. Like I would expect him to just be finding out who Tom Cruise is. Maybe he was watching something. And he was like, yo, I bet I could beat Tom Cruise's right. ass. And like, nah, come on, Justin. This Super dude, this dude's yeah, tight. He's on a motorcycle shooting guns. Come on, Justin. Now, maybe he watched Tropic Thunder where he's got a bit of a bald head and yeah. a sort of oh, right. chubby <laughs> little belly. He's seeing Tropic Thunder for the first time and go, damn, Tom Cruise let his shit go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm beating this version of Tom Cruise. They're like, That's all right, never mind, Justin. 
Yeah, tweet I, that out. I do like the idea of the psychology of somebody who's just been watching Tom Cruise's career the whole time, just being like, God, I can't kick that guy's ass. Uh, I'm gonna... When am I going to be able to kick that guy's ass? <laughs> right. And then he's finally like, woo! He hit got it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whenever he tweeted that, he whatever he did his like 300 push-ups in a row, and he's right. like, I promised myself when I could do that, <laughs> I'm ready to beat Tom Cruise's ass. Beating up Tom Cruise as your like monomaniacal like Captain Ahab goal is a... Uh... That, I like I like that character. Yeah, uh, we need we need to develop that. So watch this space. We're just gonna uh, check in here with a reminder that uh, white people are bad at pretending to be black people on the internet. I wanted to revisit this trend. Uh, Can I just say, as a comedian, I really wanted to do some sort of voice mm-hmm. as you said that. Right. That, 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 that would have been, been the comedy moment. Yeah. White but guy. I was like, no, no go on. Just be. No, no, I would love to hear it. Okay. Um, here is no, my black voice. <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. You don't know that I'm not black. Yeah. Oh, right. Very measured. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I not uh, meet your societal expectation of what I was supposed to say? Then I believe you are the bad person. Oh, shit. So there is a trend uh, that goes back uh, probably as long as there's been the internet uh, where, you know, white people do a bad job sock puppeting their own politics with burner accounts uh, meant to convince other white people uh, that black men usually are who they want them to be. Uh, In the very early days of TDZ, we covered the... I forget what the name of the street is. Some famous Houston street loot crew uh, in the aftermath of Harvey in Houston uh, because white gun owners have a recurring fantasy that they'll get to shoot people who are trying to enter their home uh, and get to shoot looters who are trying to loot their home during a hurricane. Uh, and it was just in, just horribly, clearly your grandfather trying to do it, a rap. It was like someone saw an episode of A Different World. Yes. And... Thought that's how black people talk. Yes. And it was from 1988. And, and then plus on top of it, all the slang was, ugh. It sounded like what you hear at a, like if you ever hear somebody do a bad impression of what they think African-American person talks like is what those t- tweets exactly. read like. And you're almost reading this shit like, yes. what the fuck is this? So uh, somebody did a search, an image, reverse image search on the uh, avatar of somebody on Twitter named The Dope Conservative. <laughs> Uh, and oh, that's a they paradox. found mm-hmm. that their avatar was a stock photo for black guy glasses. Uh, oh, if you just search Shutter black stock. guy, uh, yeah, it's a wow. it's one of the early Google image searches, and it's on uh, one of the stock photo houses. And his tweets include such gems as, "What is it about black conservatives that confuse you crackers so much? We <laughs> exist!" Exclamation point. Um, clearly, why did this come, account come up? Uh, why did somebody did, like just discover they're like, uh, yo, this account, there's something going on yeah, over here with think, the, the dope conservatives. Yes. I think somebody just pointed out the fact that they were clearly not <laughs> the avatar that they had put I mean, up there. These other tweets. Yes. Magalish, uh, <laughs> Magalish 83 pointed out that there's another tweet, uh, uh, I'm just going to read it to you guys. Uh, brother just trying to work his way out of poverty and Democrats be like, stay on welfare, boy. Uh, and <laughs> the then, fuck? so that would be enough to blow your mind. That does, that does sound like a white writer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On it the does. nose it is. But then uh, that tweet closes out with this gem. Fuck out of here with that jive talk. Well, that was close. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here is very, that's very, right. that's very modern or but not then, modern, but like that's a very East Coast thing. If it would have been better if he just did F O H. Right. Um and with 
fuck out, fuck out of here. Like not even fuck out of here. Fuck out of here with that jive doc. It does feel like whoever wrote this, if he had to re- create a French character, it'd be like, oh, oh, oh I right. can't <laughs> yeah, believe exactly. sacre bleu. Like yeah. everyone, because yes, yes, I'm, yes, I'm yes. actually French, I don't sound it, and every time people are like, oh, sacre bleu, right? And I'm like, no, no, no one's ever said that in France. That? Like this is only in Disney movies. What does sacre bleu even mean? Sacred blue, and it's like an expression like. Oh fuck! Which I'm, I, I'm sure existed. Right, I'm right, sure right. At some point, but right. no one's ever going to say that in France. The only time I hear it is when Americans are like, "Hey, yeah. sacre bleu, yeah. no?" Right, I'm like, sacre bleu. And, I'm like, <laughs> and so, like, I believe that this character, this guy, whoever this white guy is, should write actually some spoof accounts for like every country. Yes, sure. Just to see what he comes out with. Was this was the account trying to sort of basically just pretend that there was sort of this? black yes, conservative were... person who was like, man, Trump really fucking pulling up for <laughs> yeah. my people, y'all. Yes. yes, exactly. With a Z on the end. <laughs> right. Because that's tight. Yeah, because they were, you know, they had, they were tired of being called racist by their kids oh, and gosh. everybody at uh, Thanksgiving. And so they were like, what if I created I'll do this, the Twitter version of Loquisha. This, exactly. The Twitter version of <laughs> They're Loquisha. They're like, guess what, kids? Your old man's behind that account. You think I'm cool now? <laughs> oh, my God. I talk like the brothers. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that overwork, you guys. Um, yeah, that's enough. Enough of that. <laughs> So Beto is still out here uh, running, run Beto, run. Yeah. Uh, and the newest polls out of Iowa uh, are everything's tightening up up top. You got uh, your Bidens and your Bernie Sanders and your Elizabeth Warrens and your Pete Buddha's, Buddha judges uh, all <laughs> getting like closer together. Um, so it's not like a runaway thing in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Kamala Harris is at 5% uh, with 7% support. Uh, Beto, where's Beto? Beto, Beto, Beto. Where are you at? 2%. Oh, no. Um, he but says he was... there's still plenty of time. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Beto, it was a terrible announcement you made. It didn't, everything was wonky. Then you just started jumping up on tables. You became a meme. And you di- wasn't able to quite convert on that Senate run. And it seems like a lot of people even in Texas or, you know, at least the, the respondents to a certain poll of Democrats in Texas, 60% of them want him to just knock off the presidential cosplay and just come run for corn and seat in the Senate. Right. Which is great because I think that that is something the Democrats really need are some very good challengers in the Senate because right. that's where the fucking the real gridlock is happening. Right. Um, so, Yeah. I don't know, Beto. You know, it's a you know, if you if you feel like there's more time, maybe they'll maybe something will happen. Who knows? Maybe Joe Biden will pick you to be the running mate, and that's why you're still in it. I don't yeah, know. that was a rumor, right? Yeah, that some people would... say something like that. Yeah, but yeah, good very luck cool, to you. very cool ticket. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, I'm surprised how much you know. Buttigieg is now he's really in the mix with uh, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren now, and mm. and Kamala Harris. Yeah, so or, or Kamala Harris is now she isn't even in double double digits. So yeah. Yeah, it's we shall see. Judge has surged. Warren has continued to surge. So, yeah, and her ideas. There's been a few. There were a few pieces that came out over the weekend that were sort of t- pointing to the fact that her just prolific output of policy papers is actually helping nudge many of the other candidates to get their shit together on right. policy. So you know. Yeah, she's doing her homework. Well, thanks for both teaching me there because I didn't really keep up to date with American politics. Yeah, you don't need to honestly because it's all a hellscape. <laughs> 
Right. You know? <laughs> in, in, in all fairness, in the UK, it's not yeah, much better. Exactly. Yeah, well. Mm. Uh, let's talk about our grand old party, uh, the Republicans. Uh, so the House Judiciary Committee is having their lessons from the Mueller report presentation this week. Uh, it started yesterday. And uh, the Republicans wanted to kind of set the guidelines for what you were and were not allowed to say. Yeah, because this is kind of like Jerry Nadler's way of saying like, well, let's get experts in here to talk about the Mueller report in a very clear way. So American people can just look, like hear what's happening. Even if you didn't read it, we'll have former U.S. attorneys, uh, people who are involved in the Watergate investigations, just to explain things like obstruction of justice, just to kind of get people on board. But Doug Collins from Georgia is really wanting people to be civil throughout this whole process. Hmm. And he's doing it's so lame. He's like basically saying, like, don't don't like come at the president too hard during this thing. OK, right. just I'm just going to read part of this letter that he sent to Jerry Nadler, who is the chairperson of the committee, he said in light of Monday's hearing entitled Lessons from the Mueller Report. Presidential obstruction and other crimes. I'm compelled to remind you and request you remind the majority members of the committee the rules of the House prohibit members of, quote, engaging in personalities with members of Congress, senators or the president. This appears to be part of a strategy to turn the committee's oversight hearings into a mock impeachment inquiry rather than a legitimate exercise in congressional oversight. Uh, so then he basically goes on to say, like, there's certain language that shouldn't be used because of like certain decorum, rules of decorum in, mm -hmm. in the House. Under the standard, the following remarks regarding personal conduct, demeanor, or attributes have been held out of order as unparliamentary references. So these are things that Doug Collins is saying, don't say this stuff during these hearings, which right. is, one, discussing personal conduct even as a point of reference or comparison. Hmm. Two, cowardly or cowardice or lacking personal courage. <laughs> Three, quote, a little bugger. Four, quote, disgusting and, quote, despicable, quote, disgraceful, quote, disgusting and indecent Why rhetoric. Why is he scared of a little bugger? Who the fuck is, like, that's going to be the, the thing that ultimately brings Trump down. That sounds like a very British insult. I know. Well. Yeah. I know. Oh, he's like, such a little bugger. I know. I'm like, where did that come from? Floor of Parliament? Someone must have been watching Downton Abbey before they, they you know, you, you, were, you were talking about, like, the, like, language and how it should be used. I'd love to just hear maybe the couple of, the first couple of sentences of that letter, but read as a love letter. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Can you just give me a little taste? In my... light of Monday's hearing, mm. entitled Lessons from the Mueller Report, Ooh. my beloved, oh. presidential <laughs> obstruction and other crimes. No, I don't think it works because no? it's still, <laughs> the point is still, please don't use adjectives that are to describe the president's behavior or conduct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's still more like saying, quote, not a large enough person to apologize, arrogant, mean spirited, cruel, ill tempered or lacking temperament or infantile. <laughs> Throwing, quote, hissy fits, quote, was rooting against or was turning one's so back on the American people. So this is a list of things that they know are true about the president that they don't want them to say. Say, or that's what he's just saying. Because you'll like, be triggered, right? It is right. not. Yeah, it is not in order to call the president a, quote, liar or accuse such person of, quote, lying. Right. And then it just goes on with more things. Don't talk about deception, deceit acting in a duplicitous manner. So, yes, very much trying to say, like, they, they have to be coddled through this because I think as, you know, you want to deal in self-delusion so much when you're having to yeah. be confronted by these other people who are looking at it and being like, this is actually reprehensible for a president. What are you guys doing? Their only defense is like, can you guys, like, not just remind us? Like, right. And then, but use the civility shield. It is interesting. It's like, it's like how do you talk to a child who's been spoiled? 
Right. Because essentially the, 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 word, the word infantile is perfect, and we even discussed it about the brain again. The first 25 years of your life is how you develop. Imagine the world that Trump developed in in the first 25 years of his life. Right. Like his dad probably was away eight. all the time, hated him. Right. right. I don't know. I don't know anything about his mom, so I'm not, I'm not going to guess too much, but he had to never be hungry. He never had to... Like, he has yeah. no concept of struggle oh no i don't think he has none none of it i think aside from maybe his like his baldness right you know what i mean like right. that's the kind of thing he'll be like yeah damn it why did it have to be me <laughs> this is bullshit but so it's like, never like oh i can't afford my medical bills there, right, there has been and i hope i don't offend anyone in a way but also get over it uh that there's been studies about how like you know, very rich people who don't experience struggle in that sort of development stage mm-hmm. They remain in this sort of infantile stage because they have no idea of struggle, while mm. poorer people have to balance everything. Yeah. Right? right. And so they're actually like puzzle, they're all puzzle solvers because they have to just do what they can with the best that they can, while rich people just go, money, throw money at it. Right. Right. And it's really interesting to like observe that. Like since reading that, I'm like, oh yeah, like, and I'm not talking about rich people that like made it from nothing. Right, I'm talking about the ones that were just born into it. Right, and they are like, "Whoa, money!" Trump inherited millions of dollars. Like he was a millionaire by the time he was like two or three years old. So, yeah, yeah, he was self-made millionaire as a baby. Right, you know, let's not forget that. Let's not take that away from him. Yeah, he was born. Yeah, so So, that was his greatest. So, so it is interesting that like they have to go look. Don't talk to him like a kid because he is 69, even though he is a kid in his head. Right, it's wild. It also has the distinct ring of like when you when you hear about how celebrities are treated like it's very much just like shielding them from very specific things they know are going to set them off yeah and it's like just the, like like the john mccain ship mad. thing yeah yeah he gets Even without mad. so guys like we we all have to look he hits, yeah, me, like he hits a, me in the face but he does right, love me or like right. a mean boss or something oh yeah yeah it's just everybody has this sort of cover your ass from a temper tantrum that's why i think it's person. doubly important for people when they look at presidential candidates the thing I'm most concerned is, does this person actually have a real experience with struggle or right. the imbalance in this country? Mm, because right. if it's someone like Donald that's abstract to Donald yes. Trump. That is fucking abstract to Joe Biden. Right. That is abstract to a lot of candidates. And then there are the few that actually you can tell by the way they talk and the issues that they see being the biggest problems in this country are coming from a place of being like, I understand. Or at, even if I didn't experience it, I have I can very deeply empathize with the situation of somebody who's struggling to make ends meet on a very oh, yeah. basic level because most people they're still they still have their class blinders onto the world and think everything is just this one way and if you don't if you didn't make it it's because you weren't good you should have made better deals that's why Ocasio cortez is just coming out of the darkness and everyone's like i like this lady yeah right. well exactly and just connecting truth. to very real things yeah, and it's yeah. not like these big broad overly generalized like takes on the economy yeah, yeah. like Right, growth versus like, hi, is your is your is your asthma inhaler like bankrupting you because it's right. so expensive? Because I know that's happening to people, and if you not if you're not a millionaire, then that is in a terrible situation for you yeah, to be yeah. in, or what other med- other medications or whatever. So, yeah, you know, yeah, medica. So the- exactly, I think we should ask all presidential candidates at the debate like what kind of uh, broke person meal they they eat. Right. Like what kind of broke per struggle meal they've had. Right. And if they're like, what is that? I'm like, 
Okay, never mind. Yeah. They're like, what is this? They're what's like, the most creative top? thing you've ever done with Top Ramen? Yeah. Is, yeah. What's Tap Raymond? <laughs> right. Oh, what? <laughs> tap Raymond? You'll get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but the idea behind this lesson from the Mueller report presentation is that it's sort of impeachment light or beginning the impeachment, yeah. impeachment proceedings because, light. Because, right. And like, yeah. let's start doing a show here. Let's start getting people, experts out in front to describe what is what the Mueller report is, because we can't get Robert Mueller to speak on it. Right. Have people who are just have just as much experience in the Department of Justice or being an attorney for like a federal prosecutor to say, I've tried many crimes. To me, this is obstruction. The only difference is it's the president. So there's weird rules around what we can say about it. Right. But if we remove all the labels and just dist- if we distill this down to what it is. It, this is obstruction. Right. Or, you know, all the, the myriad of other things that disturb me in that report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And guys, I want to talk about Kawhi Leonard. Um, Who's that, may I ask? He is apparently the best player in the NBA. Uh, it, it wasn't clear heading into the playoffs, but he has loaded the country of Canada onto his back and just dragged them to the promised land. Yeah, the promised Slowly. land. Slowly. And I'm wondering if this is all part of a viral marketing stunt for Men in Black International because they do <laughs> have a campaign where Anthony Davis turns out to be an alien uh, and. I'm I'm wondering if this is all a slow roll where like once he's on the podium accepting the award he'll reveal that he's an alien or something because What? I don't know. This, <laughs> this, <laughs> oh, this no. is very convoluted. Uh, yeah, no, go on. No, no, but anyways, <laughs> I just have this one quote uh that is further evidence that he's definitely an alien. Uh so this is about his time uh, with the San Antonio Spurs years ago. While with the Spurs, Kawhi was known for his love of red apples. One time after practice, everyone decided to go out for a team dinner. Uh, Pops, like, team dinners are legendary, and he would take them to, like, amazing restaurants and, like, share. He's, like, one of the best wine minds in America. Greg Popovich is one, like, he's, like, a Somme? Yeah, he's, like... Like Soames respect the shit out of him. Of Greg Popovich? Yes, Greg Popovich. Wow, I like I like his new skills. Yes, okay. but anyways, at one of these meals, he takes everybody out after practice for a team dinner. Uh, when it was his turn to order, Kawhi waved off the waiter and instead pulled out a bag of 12 apples. Coach Popovich asked what he was doing, and Kawhi simply replied, apple time, apple time. He then ate all 12 apples with a knife and fork. Yo! Like on a plate? Like not even like cart, like peeling it or whatever? Like let me fork and knife job yeah. this. Just, I like him. Yes. yes Apple time? Apple time. That's yes. somebody who Apple knows time, the shit it's out of themselves. Yes, and go, exactly. I can pretend I want to participate in this meal or I can honor Apple time. Yeah, and this yeah, shit is I like apple that. time. Also, he's made a memory. Like, if yeah, I was exactly. at, if I was at a table, because sometimes you don't remember every restaurant meal you've had. Yeah, yeah. You'll remember this one. Oh, yeah. I was there when he brought out apples, and he was like, "Apple time, baby." Right. It's like, was how like, was your food? It's like, I don't know. I just remember apple time, to be honest. And he loved it. Right. Do they say what kind of red apples it was? No, they don't. This actually came up. Was so it a I, metaphor? This was shared. No, it wasn't. He, this is just, he, he's a very strange guy. You, we need to show you some clips of interviews with him. Uh, just hearing him laugh. Because he doesn't, he doesn't know how to laugh. 
Uh, he's like has this bizarre laugh. Uh, but uh, people describe it as he sounds like he has broken uh, ribs. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> he's laughing, but I like can't trying not it. to like move his body. Yeah, uh, it's it's something else. Yeah, but this guy, this anyway, sent me down a long. I, it was shared with me uh, by one of my friends in a thread. And my friend was like, "Oh, I thought I liked red apples," and I was like, "Oh, what's your favorite kind of red apple?" Because I'm a big apple fan. Uh, and he said, "Red delicious." Ugh, was his favorite kind of apple, which is unacceptable. Yeah, as far as red delicious is not a good. I would never reach for a red delicious on its own. Yeah, I mean, I will have the hybrid, the Fuji, which I know is a descendant of the uh, right. red delicious yeah fuji's great wow, so, you're, you're, so in a way you're being racist towards apples uh, i think that all yeah. apples taste brilliant do you really <laughs> no well, no come on honor I... that take then okay so you think every let's... apple tastes delicious well okay let's just do this so <laughs> every apple has a purpose oh right. fuck uh, off. come on everyone just gather <laughs> look i actually brought you some apples myself yeah <laughs> i did tweet about this and somebody called me out and was like this is uh, Red Delicious was all I could afford growing up, and that's fair. They are cheaper than, like, the Honeycrisp is a good apple uh, that was apparently engineered by somebody who, like, tried to engineer the perfect combination of apple traits. Uh, oh, man, the Mutsu. Also Jazz Envy, uh, Fuji, those are all great. Mutsu. Mutsu. Japanese. Mutsu that's a good one. Japanese apple. That's that. jam. Fuck. I think man. the reason the reason I had like this weird take on it is I actually don't know any differences between apples. So I know one. I know what I like, which is it, it looks red. <laughs> and, and when you and, and when red, you right? crack it, like, proper That's, cracks, and it's like. Mm-mm. So that is my problem with red delicious. I don't know is if I just had a bunch of. They don't. Cr- no, they don't crunch. They don't that crunch. Well. They're like ah. kind of mushy, or at least. So somebody was saying, "Oh, you've just had like some bad batches of red delicious," but I feel like they must have a very short window of crispness because every time I've had a red delicious they've been like real mushy yeah it sounds like you're eating a plum yeah it's like yeah. i'm like oh yeah to that one. um is there a is there a fruit that you do like enough that you know the difference between the varieties no i don't do, are, are you a big fruit eater at all no I, I love fruit but like i i'm never really in one place enough like geographically right speaking. right right to be so like, every mm. country every place is just has different things that i just accept whatever's in front of me yeah, yeah, and it's like I go mm. every time I eat something, I'm like, yum. Even right. if it's kind of crap, because that's the only choice I have. Right, right. I'm so blissed out. So I, I cannot go, believe. That. I go, ooh, yum, yum. Like this one, <laughs> yum, yum. This, this one that woman, worm like, tasted really good. This like ooh. a couple of months ago, like this, we had like horrible red wine at this party, and uh, this one was like, how can you drink that? And I was like, that's all we have. And yeah, cause, right. Because like, I was like, I was like, mm. I was drinking it like that. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And she was like, what is, what is wrong with you? And she was like, that's all we have, so I might as well enjoy it. Right. And she was like, oh, yeah. that's an interesting viewpoint. Well, I mean, it's true. That's like everything, right? You can right. either accept or resist. Right. And resisting the, your reality in front of you is only going to lead to more displeasure. I mean, I've right. always said resistance is futile. Thank you so um, much, Borg. Very nice. <laughs> Mr. Borg Jack. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because now that I think about it, there are no other fruits that I pay that much attention to. Like... Bananas are the types that I know are uh, not ripe. Yeah. Ripe. There's and plantains and bananas. Too late. Yeah. Too late. Too late. Bananas. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, and I, I wonder, hmm, 
I wonder if there are other like I know there are pears that are come in different forms, but like are there people who are like, oh, this is this is not a good banana. You have to try the bananas. I've not heard honey crisp talk about bananas. varietals. I hear about Bartlett pears and Asian pears and like them shits from Harry and David that you've, yeah. like agents send for. I read a long gift article baskets. about uh, strawberries and like the different because they're trying to grow like breed strawberries that are pluckable by robotic hands and so they have oh, to be like wow. a certain type of in addition to being like shelf stable sweet right. big red like all the things that i like that they're changing the fruit rather than just making a robot that has like man hands <laughs> right like, exactly just, just get some man hands but apparently they're very i, I think it was strawberries it might be a different berry but they're strawberry not actually berry it's not no take that is that you true bunch of fact freaks uh, no. so, so apparently, like this is such a nerdy little loser fact that I have in my head, but a berry needs to have the seed inside of its sort of coating, and oh, so strawberries, right. the seeds are on the outside, while a banana is a berry. Right, because right. there are the seeds are on the inside. The inside Fuck. of its coating. This is like that time that we found out that sushi is a burrito. Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> it was just somebody tried to do a. Uh, you know a, the garden strawberry first made, Brittany. Britney? Oh. Yes. Oh, interesting. Uh, you are welcome. That's right. Um, <laughs> oh, the evolution of fruits and vegetables, guys. We can have a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Did you know that carrots used to be purple? Yeah. Let's take that in your We haven't little... even talked about the Colombian exchange. Guys, there's so much. Oh, man. Oh. So, so. Still a fruit and veg podcast. So yeah. much. Sure. Um, also. <laughs> Corn started out looking like with a single kernel on the end of a thing, and then somebody had to breed it to be shaped like a giant yellow cock. I like it. Um, Wait, a corn just used to be a one kernel, a couple on kernels a, on a thing, on a and tip they were or like, something. You know, it'd be better. A dildo this was, made of this. <laughs> yeah, a dildo just coated on the outside with, with the kernels. Can you imagine? Yeah, how yeah. you gonna do that? I don't know, man. This is I just I'm the idea guy. You guys figured hey, it out. That that was what science was focused on. Now we're focused on curing uh, climate change, but back then they were like, how are we uh, going to make a corn that is coated on the outside of a giant yellow dildo? Well, did you for know future generations? What they you technically refer to a berry as? It's since it's not a berry. What's that? It is an aggregate accessory fruit. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Meaning That's actually that the what I was already yeah. referring to them as even before you told me that. Oh, yeah. I love, it. I love most aggregate <laughs> accessory fruits, AAFs. But uh, right. I guess that meaning that the fleshy part is derived uh, not from the plant's ovaries, but from the receptacle that holds the ovaries. Each mm. apparent seed on the outside of the fruit is actually one of the ovaries of the flower with a seed inside it. Oh, you said ovaries three times there, and I liked it. Yes. <laughs> um. Have you ever seen what cashews look like when, like, on a tree? It looks like a fruit is pooping out the cashew. Really? Yeah, it's really weird. Anyways, uh, let's talk about video games, guys. <laughs> I'm not in. I am in no way stalling because I don't know shit about video games. Uh huh. Let's talk about. We're we're gonna cover one cool game and one uh, WTF game. Yeah. Uh, let's start with, with the cool one. The or cool the, one. Okay. Yeah. The cool one. Sex with Stalin. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's the WTF. Uh, yeah, I think we are talking about 12 Minutes. Right. DJ Daniel, our producer, engineer, and just overall game, e game lord. Esport enthusiast. Esport enthusiast. The Marv e Albert influencer. Esport. The fucking Marv Albert. So DJ Daniel's like, yo, there's this new game. Because E3 is happening right now. It's all the game developers, people are rolling out new content and things like that. And he was like, did you see this trailer for 12 Minutes? I says, no. He says. He says. He says. To me. So I, he says to me. He says, 
You need to watch this trailer for 12 minutes. Cut to us watching it. This game is basically taking, like, it's a thriller, but it's a Groundhog's Day scenario in which you are this couple, you are this man, and you are having dinner with your wife, and there's this 12-minute memory keeps looping in which a detective comes to your apartment, kicks the door in, and beats you to death. Mm. And then you start the memory over. Unless you can figure out what the fuck is going on so you can break this like Groundhog Day loop. That sounds amazing. So yeah. everything, it just plays over and over. And the trailers, I, I was like, this is like a movie. Like, whereas just this woman's like, I got you this. And he goes, like, it's a baby's outfit. I know you're pregnant. But I'm just like, wait, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, right. look, this guy's about to come. Just, it gets all freaky. He's like, we've lived this before. So it's like Memento slash every other weird, you know, psychological thriller as a video game. To me, it's so interesting because they're playing with just the form, right? Like, we have have a ton of first-person shooters, sandbox games, fighting games. And this is sort of like, what if we played out like a movie concept? And it's it's made by Annapurna Interactive, which is the basically the gaming arm of Annapurna Pictures. And where'd mm. you get it? Like, what, what console is, is this? The ad I saw is on Xbox, and I think it'll come on PC as well. So Wonderful. I mean, look. I... I have not played video games in uh, nearly a decade, but I still love hearing about like really cool concepts, uh, like yeah. storytelling concepts people are doing with games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is one of those that I'm pumped. Yeah, it's just again, it's For one of those conceptual. Yeah, it's just gonna be over our like shoulder. Be like, What's that? What's that? No, tell, yeah. tell her no. Fight the cop. Fight the. I'm like, dude, I've already did. Just yeah, on, and the right? dude shows up like right after you wake up, right? And so is it, you have like yeah. thirty seconds to figure? figure no, no, it's it like from what it looks like, it's all overhead, right? So oh, wow. it's like you're seeing almost like a blueprint of an apartment, like with everything, but it's oh, wow. all the action is from like an overhead, like God's eye, oh, that's God exciting. view. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, you know they have a pretty, you know, like when you think about the films that Annapurna makes, it's interesting that like they're venture or they've been doing video games, but I didn't I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, well, speaking of games that get me excited from uh, not necessarily a storytelling perspective in this case, uh, but there is a new game called Sex with Stalin, oh. uh, and it's a video game where you uh, have sex with Stalin. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah. it's not just a clever name. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so this is being published on Steam, and you, you were explaining to me that's basically the YouTube of video game publishing. Well, anyone can put it. You can put any video game on there in that sense. Like, just right. because it's on there doesn't mean it's le like the most professional or legitimate thing. Right, right. So, so yes. this might not necessarily be like a game that ends up changing the world, but uh, we do have a screen cap where a naked Stalin is standing in front of a portrait of Stalin and he's uh, giving you the bird, uh, he's flipping you the middle finger. Um, yeah, but the idea is that it's like a time travel game where you can go back in time and uh, have sex with Stalin. You can seduce him. You can try and kill him. You can try and do various things to change history. Uh, it is developed by a Steam user named Boobs Dev, mm -hmm. uh, whose other game was called Boobs Saga, uh, which is why I am led to believe that this might not end up being. This might be one of those stories that's like just driven by having a funny title. Yeah, I mean, it's very aggressively just called Sex with Stalin. But the yeah. description of the game is <laughs> absurd, too. This is on the fucking Steam page. It says, you, being the young time traveler, get the opportunity to meet the greatest dictator in history, Stalin. And what's next? It's up to you. Communicate with Stalin and reveal his most hidden secrets, share advices, and help the leader <laughs> to reach worldwide supremacy, or show that mustache guy what real love is. 
Your choice What's is real of this. Your choice is capable of changing the future. Several variants of endings. Tired of enduring the dictator? Show him where the hell is. Hit him in the stomach. Plug in the electricity to his nipples. Jump on his back. Uh-huh. The possibility to seduce Stalin. Several un- uh, unique, authentic locations. I mean, that was my first clue when I saw that they called uh, advice advices. It does read like a sort of uh, uh, an email scam. It's either a clever right. reference to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and pumping iron saying. It's not that hard for me to give him the wrong advices, advices, uh, uh, or or this person is just you know. Yeah, but now you're going to have sex with Stalin <laughs> in the video game. But uh, our writer J.M. McNabb was pointing out that this game is coming at an interesting time in Russia when Stalin is actually rising in popularity. Uh, like over half the Russian population considers him a quote positive figure, according to a recent poll. And they banned the movie The Death of Stalin, and they banned the, I guess there was a negative reference to Stalin in the new Hellboy movie, uh, and they replaced that with Hitler for its oh, Russian good. release. Dignity, dignity maintained. Now, so- you know that, that Franz, uh, Franz did it with the book Animal Farm. Uh, the pig is called Napoleon, ah. and it's illegal to name a pig Napoleon in France. Really? And so, yeah, so they changed it to Caesar. Oh, uh, just in the book, yeah. Is it still illegal to name a pig Napoleon? If you do that in France, my dear friend, oh my I, God, will, I will tell my people. I'm sorry. Please don't. But um, I, don't, I don't know if it's still a problem. Like, uh, like right. if I went to France and I saw a pig named Napoleon and it had a little hat, I'd, I mean, be, look, very, I'd be very pleased. I yeah. mean, trusted British outlet The Sun confirms this, so I'm sure it must be. the. Oh, well, deal. then I don't know if it's true anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they're saying basically that like Stalin's popularity, this is the first time that he's seen a rise in popularity since he died in 1953. Oh, if only he knew now. Yeah. I know. Oh, Would he be so mean? Uh, what's your favorite dictator, guys? Oh, God. Oh, Pol Pot. Pol Pot's a good one. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fan. Oh, um, my God. I went to the killing fields. That was a hardcore oh, day really? out in Cambodia. Jesus my God, I'm sure. I was like, I was all excited to like learn about you know culture, and I had like the tour guide he- like headphones on, so oh, I could learn. Oh right, right, right. Man, I was yeah. crying all day. That's a heavy. That was, yeah, that's a heavy historical. That's a heavy visit. genocide that people forget about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny though that that stat you talk about how popular he is. Like the other part is that only five percent of those people who who were like, yeah, I think he's positive. Only five of them were like, yeah, I would live under his rule. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody else was so like, like, wait, nah. hold on. Positive to a point. I mean, I look at him positively. I like him for other people. Oh, uh, we just got breaking news, Jack. What's that? DJ Daniel just held up a sign through the window. The Kawhi Apple story is fake. Oh, really? Yes. For the win, the subsection of USA Today making up fake stories about Kawhi Leonard is NBA Twitter's favorite new exercise. Oh no, shit. But but what does it represent? You know, that, that's the, maybe the <laughs> right. story is fake, what but, does but it the rep- moment is real. It's the same thing like when we were talking two weeks ago about the Keanu Reeves being a lonely guy story, which right. is also fake. But I was like, it still remains. The discussion that is born out of that story still remains. Yes. And, and look what we talked about. We learned about berries, not strawberries, not being berries. Right. I found out that I was dying to talk about apple variants. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we all learned a little bit about ourselves. But also, it seems like one of those things that I would believe. 
Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know enough about like what he does off the court that much where I'd be like, oh, there's a little bit of a Jesus metaphor to it as well. You know, he came to a meal and he brought out 12 apples for his pals. And then he ate them all. Right. <laughs> and it was like, here's the fruit of knowledge and truth and the right. evil. Eat and they it. rejected it. Uh, yum, yum. Never mind. I hate him again. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, but yeah, back to Stalin. There are oh, a bunch sorry. of uh, <laughs> Stalin statues that have gone up in uh, Russia over the past couple of years. And there is even a housing complex uh, called Stalin House that is being planned as a new real estate development uh, in a city where the enemies of the Soviet people were exiled by Stalin. So, and that's where the Stalin House is being yes. built? Weird flex, yes. but okay. Yeah. So I mean, are they just trying to... I just sort of this whole attempt at revisionist history is just to be like, see, it's chill when people are like crushing you. Putin being like respecting that authoritarian style a little bit. Yeah. I I could see that, that he's trying to normalize what Stalin did. And I mean, they seem to be cool with Putin. Stalin house is an absurd. That's a real estate development where exiled people were sent to. Yep. Guten Abend and welcome to Hitler bungalows. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. The hottest lofts in Berlin. Ah, shit. I bet that's going to happen <laughs> now that I think about it. Well, shit, guys. We've told you fake stories. We've told you real stories. So Sorry about the Kawhi stuff. I need to do my uh, fact checking better next time. Well, this is what happens, you know? We it was live fact checking. But yeah. here's the deal. You, you were honest in don't live. Don't beat yourself up, man. Yeah. We, got a, we got some good Fuck. shit out of there. Yeah. yeah. We learned that bananas are berries. That's right. You know? <laughs> Take which we, that, which we all need. We all need that. We, we all needed need the that truth. fact. And I found out Greg Popovich is a world-renowned or world-respected wine expert. That is true. Well, Eric, it's been a pleasure having you. Where Thanks can for people uh, find you? Obviously, you, all the social you. medias. Uh, I did a comedy album uh, last year called Alien of Extraordinary Ability, which is available on all the sort of platforms. Uh, mm. And it was pretty... Uh, you, you can tell I've got anxiety in that album. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> hypermanic. Uh, in that way and if you're going to the Edinburgh Festival uh, this year in Scotland in yeah. August uh, I am doing a show which I'd love for you to come to yeah, yeah. damn we got yeah. a lot of I mean Jamie Loftus is going to be out there yeah. you'll be out there Zeit Gang <laughs> hey yo UK Zeit Gang pull up you know pull come see up. these shows and is there a tweet you've been enjoying uh, I th- well actually you know what? I'll do a shout out to a tweet uh, by Daniel Tomko it says Miles Gray next time Eric Lampers on Daily Zeitgeist you should play it you should play the baseline junkie song. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if you are going to play it or not, but I thought I'd shout him out. Oh, I'd give him a little shout out, just to say hello to him. Okay. Well, hello, what Daniel is Tomko. baseline junkies? Just a, uh, just a music video that I did with Dizzy Rascal, who is a uh, rapper from the UK. Yeah. Oh, and dope. in it, I play like his bitch, and uh, I've, you know, I've got a very expressive face. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite a scary looking white dude next to him, just trying to push drugs onto kids. Pretty fun. (laughs) It's a fun video. Oh, dope. Okay. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Oh, I guess you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Grey. Yeah, or you can catch me at this Jamba Juice. (laughs) Mm. Or I mean, sorry, Jamba. Jamba. Respect to Jamba. in 2020, right? Uh, Yes. Uh, No, 2022. Nice Uh. try. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, motherfucker. Uh, And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, this is from Dan White at, at Dan White hitting up the new Chernobyl pop-up bar with the boys tonight. Um, just felt <laughs> like a really thing that would happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happening, man. It's all happening. Uh, poorly drawn turtle at no, the other John tweeted, how much are these apples? Those apples are 72 for 
I see. And how much are these dried apple chips? Uh, the dried apple chips are $68 a pound. And, you know, apples are out here in the zeitgeist right now, guys. Uh, also, the dad at the dad tweeted, If eating alone is so sad, then why did the waitress at Denny's just call me a party of one? Uh, and I respect that as a dad who makes dad jokes. Oh, I like that. That's a nice uh, way to look at it. There you go. Party of one. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Hmm. What do you think it should be? Eric? Oh, I don't know. No, I mean, what do you think? What are we thinking? Oh, I have no, like, I'm not very, I, I, I like to learn about music. I'm new, oh, I'm I was going to shout out your music. Dizzy Rascal track. Oh, do it. But right? you should do it. You, you, you have the honor. In honor of that tweet, we, we can only go out on Dizzy Rascal, Faceline Junkie. Please watch the video. All right. We support Eric. Yeah, yeah. Please watch <laughs> his face. Because he Thanks, says guys. it will scare you. You think it will scare you? No, but I just have a very expressive face. Very large gums, very wide <laughs> eyes. You know, the scariest thing of hey, all: large gums. In, t- in 2009, there was apologies for the naughty word that's about to come up. But uh, in 2009, there was so much abuse about my face online that if you typed an ugly man on Google, I was on page two. Oh, I remember Jeez. yes, um, saying that. So, uh, but I, it doesn't cause me pain anymore. But like, oh my god, in 2009, <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, the ripple effect of like how it destroyed my self-worth. Oh, but uh, but but I like it. I like that I have this sort of very expressive face yeah. that only face. only you could do. See, and that's Thanks. your purpose. That is to my be purpose. expressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, we're all expressing ourselves. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. We are going to ride out on Baseline Junkie. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. I'm a fiend for a big dirty baseline. When I hear one, I have a great time. I bet I bought a men's all like a choir. I let the baseline take me higher. My friends think that it's a bad habit. But I'm just like, fuck you, damn it. If you take my bass away, I'll blow your fucking face away. You might think I'm over the top. But when I hear that baseline drop, I just can't control my actions. But I still feel satisfaction. So don't come around here whinging. I just want to hear the baseline rinsing. Or we could just skank out all day. If not, get the fuck out my way. I don't need no speed. I don't need no heroin. I don't want no coke.